Hi, I'm Hannah, team manager with the Orange Arrow Players Association, a nonprofit organization whose mission is to coach student athletes to aim for success off the field. Please consider making a play by giving, posting a friend raiser, subscribing to our podcast and YouTube channel, and staying connected on social media at Orange Arrow PA. Visit orangearrow.org for more information. Thank you for listening. Take aim. You're now inside the play call with Orange Arrow, and I'm your host, Sean Robinson. Today's episode is being recorded in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, home of the Penguins. Y'all any Penguins fans? I know I am. All right. Excellent. (laughs) Excellent. Well, who else is in the room? We got Alan. What's up, Alan? What's up, y'all? How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Glad you're here. Carlos. Los, what's up, boss? How are you? What's going on, Sean? Nice to be here. Great. Great great to have you. Lucas. Again for another one. Yeah, and another one. On today's episode, we're going to hear from two of our spring interns of Orange Arrow. But first... Who you with? Yeah, yeah. Who you with? Hey, who you with? Hey, who you with? Oh, Joe, who you with? Hey, who you with? Where you at? Oh, yeah. Hey. So, fellas, let's start off with a little this or that. A little this or that. Right. All right. All right. So, when you're putting on a dress shirt, do you button from the top down or the bottom up? Ooh. The top down or the bottom up? Who's going first? Yeah, Lowe's. Top, top down. Top down all the time. Okay. Top down. Yeah. Like uh, like Jay-Z, right? Yeah, man. I took the top off the Maybach. Yeah. Top down. I remember, I remember on certain situations on game day, I had to do from bottom to up. Because it was uneven for some odd reason. I don't know if my neck was just too thick. What do you mean? <laughs> you probably you can't miss it a button or something? How's it? That's cool. Why else is it going to be uneven? I was just listening to you. Too many shoulders. Yeah, it was just kind of, I kept missing it. I was like, am I doing something wrong? I don't know what I was doing. Okay. That's hilarious. Lucas. I, was, I still go top down. Top down. Yep. Yeah. But I but I skip the top. I still skip the first button. Yeah, that's yeah. Always, right, right. Always. But I, I don't I don't do the top button. But I just go all the way down. But I don't miss one. So normally it's no problem for me. How about that? I'm top down, and I button the top button no matter if I'm wearing a tie or not. So I would tie it, and then if I'm not wearing a tie, I would actually leave it button or I'll undo it. But I would button it, and then I may go back up and unbutton it. So let's take a little um, take a little turn. Let's bring a conversation we had off the podcast to the podcast. So, tell us about any any food-related things that you all do that might seem a little off to someone. So, something that you do food-related that if others knew that's how you operated, might be like, ah, that's kind of that's kind of strange, kind of off. Who wants to go first? Uh, I dip my cheeseburger in my uh, frosty shakes. <laughs> oh man, dude! <laughs> I didn't know that part. Yeah, you yeah, talking about something yeah, else? You got a lot of <laughs> strange food habits. Though, if I do that, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, cheese cheeseburger. Oh wow, that's pretty disgusting. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's Right. Um, I think it's the same as buying the burger and eating uh, and then drinking flossy after. I think it's the same. You just dip it first, huh? He's <laughs> 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 enough. Makes sense. Um, for me, it's definitely, I don't eat potatoes. Mm. I don't like potatoes. It doesn't matter if it's French fries. Are you serious? Potato chips, none of it. 
Wow. Yeah. Since since you were a kid since or I was what? a kid. I don't know. Wow. I just never liked allergic it. or anything? No, not allergic, nothing. I just like don't like the taste of potatoes. Wow. My mom makes mashed potatoes. I was like, Mom, I don't want to eat it. She's like, How about you? that? <laughs> How about that? And so one of my strange habits, building off potatoes, All right. is with French fries, I like putting honey on my fries. Honey and ketchup. What, what do you mean? Al, I know you're not talking, man. It's amazing. It's amazing. I'm telling you. Yeah, put put a little bit of honey on your on your fries. Like fresh fries. Not not McDonald's fries, but home cooked style fries. I'm telling you. It's out of here. Lucas. And mine was um I know when we talked to something that was a little different. Uh, I just absolutely hate anything cherry. When I was a yeah. kid, you know, they gave me cherry medicine, it was like cough syrup. It was always super gross to me. So now whenever somebody <laughs> offers me anything cherry, I don't care if it's like Candy, right. a drink, or anything. I just go, oh, I'm good, thanks. No cherry soda. No cherry soda. No cherry. No cherry. What about, oh, your cheesecake? Cheesecake? No. No. Uh, You're a cheesecake fan, though. I'm a big cheesecake fan. Right. So I either ask if they have um, a strawberry drizzle. Okay. Or if not, I'll go plain. Okay. All right. What is the greatest video game of all time, or at least your favorite? Crash Bandicoot. You got to put me on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chris, 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 yeah, definitely. Is Chris it? Yes. Nintendo. Okay. Uh, For me, it's still going to be Nintendo 64 Super Smash Brothers. Ooh. Mm. That's a classic. That's yeah. a classic. Yeah, it is. I'm I'm all about the Skate 3. The Skate games, all, all three of them. Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I Alan just lit up right there. <laughs> I wish it was on YouTube because he got so excited saying Tony Hawk. That's funny. I'm going old school. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going Tecmo Bowl. Tecmo Bowl. Yeah, you don't even know, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know. You're gonna be my exactly. So that's one of like the first. Yes, okay. one, one of the first football games. Bo Jackson was unstoppable. Mm. I mean, they, I mean, if you see it now, it's like, what in the world is this? <laughs> but back then, it was, it was the best of the best. It was incredible. And Walter Payton. So I'm dating myself. Tecmo Bowl. All right, now if I'm gonna do say something that you all may know, actually, I'm going Miss Pac-Man. I'm going Pac-Man too. Okay, Pac-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I make a decision, I would go Tecmo Bowl. But for a game that you all would know, Pac-Man. And I would challenge it any of you three, Pac-Man, any day. Ooh, it's a problem. You're it's a problem. Yeah. It's a problem. <laughs> it's a problem. So let's start with uh, Carlos. Carlos, yeah. tell us about yourself. Where are you from? High school you went to? Sports you played? Yeah. Talk to us. No, absolutely. Um, so I'm from Foxborough, Massachusetts, uh, home of the Patriots. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm loving the Patriots fans out there. So is that right outside of Boston? Yeah, right outside of Boston. Okay. 30 minutes south of the city. Um, so I went to small high school down there, Foxborough Regional Charter School. Okay. Um, yeah, we didn't have a big football team. We didn't have a lot of sports, but, you know, I ran cross country. I played soccer through high school and uh, I picked up snowboarding on the way, which now I compete in yeah. and, uh, at the college level. So how did you pick up snowboarding? Um, it just kind of started as a thing. You know, my, my family always used to do ski trips. Mm. To um, where? Where do y'all go? So we used to go to uh, New Hampshire like once okay. or twice a winter. Okay. And, uh, yeah, and then, you know, one day I was like, Mom, I want to try snowboarding. And, you know, I was hooked from that day. That summer I went out, bought my own snowboard, and they was dropping me off on the mountain every yeah. weekend, you know, give wow. me the day to do it, and then they picked me up in the afternoon. Cool. Cool. Bossy, are you also a Celtics fan? Yeah, I'm a Celtics fan. Red Sox? Are we in the playoffs right now. Yeah. Red Sox, absolutely. 
Bruins as well. Okay. Boston. <laughs> Boston everything. What's your favorite team, though, in Boston? Oh, definitely Pats and Celtics. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Huge Patriots and Celtics fan. Who's your uh, favorite Patriot of all time? Favorite Patriot of all time? Don't be cliche. <laughs> Don't be cliche. <laughs> no, no, no. You already know. I'm probably going to say Amendola or Adelman. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Cool. Alan, where are you from, boss? From Miami, Florida. I went to high school at LaSalle in South Miami. I'm a Dolphins fan. You know, sorry. <laughs> okay. I grew up hating the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your favorite Dolphin of all time? Ricky Williams, the cameraman. Oh. Okay. You got a couple of them. Yeah. Okay. All right. And so, basically, how I got into football is a funny story. <laughs> Every year, uh, I always tell my mom I want to play football. My son's football will come around. I get scared because I'm, I'm scared to socialize. Mm. And I'll just stay in the house. Until it was too late to sign up. So one day, uh, <laughs> my mom kicked me out of the house. And she was like, you're not going to come back until you join someone's club. So she just kicked me out of the house. And I, just, I wasn't going to stay in the house while they eat up all the food. So she kicked me out <laughs> and joined someone's team. So I just sat at the park until some coach walked up to me. He was like, hey, hold on. I'm 11. He's like, you want to play football? I was like, yeah, sure. So that's how that's how it all started. Wow. Now, were you a big kid? I think it was, I was okay size. I never thought of myself as big. I was skinny. Yeah. So so for those, so this is a podcast, so they don't see you. So what are your measurements? How tall are you? How much you weigh now? Like 6'4", 252 pounds. You probably have, what, a 1% body yeah. fat? <laughs> Definitely <laughs> under 10. Yeah. I refer to myself as a Greek god. <laughs> <laughs> we like to refer to you as RoboCop. <laughs> <laughs> that's what everybody calls me. Yeah, that's hilarious. Cool. And so, came to pit. How, tell us about the journey. How did you get to Pitt? Let's go with uh, Los. Yeah. Um, so my mom's from Pittsburgh. And, you know, the whole college process, I was looking at a bunch of places. And I wasn't too sure where I wanted to go. Yeah. She was always telling me, look at Pitt, University of Pittsburgh. Look at University of Pittsburgh. I was like, yeah, yeah, mom. Yeah. I'm like, all right, 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 you right. Know. I didn't know your mom went to Pitt. Okay. Um, no, she just grew up. Oh, she, oh my bad. She, yeah. she grew up in Pittsburgh. Yes. No, gotcha. No worries. Um, yep. So, yeah. And then one day I was just kind of sitting at home bored and I was like, Right. you know what, I guess I'll just, like, look up University of Pittsburgh, yeah. see what they're about. Um, and I looked it up, and if it was, it fit everything I was looking for. Mm. I flew out here one summer just to, uh, you know, to the campus and everything. Yeah. Three years later, now I'm uh, almost a senior. Wow, almost a senior. So what you majoring in? Uh, I'm currently majoring in marketing with a certificate in business, international business. Okay. Excellent. So going to your senior year. Yeah. Has a uh, time... Long by for you? It's crazy. It seems like yesterday I was moving in to be a freshman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How about that? Al, how'd you get the pit? Originally out of high school, I didn't qualify for SATs or clearinghouse for a D1, so mm -hmm. I had to go JUCO. I originally turned down a Division One scholarship at South Dakota. That's still one assignment out of high school. So I turned down, turned them down when JUCO. My mom wasn't very happy about that. And I believed in myself that I could play Division One football, even though, you know, we had to take out probably twenty to six thousand dollars in all my first two years at junior college in Boston, fifteen minutes away from the Patriots. Mm. Uh wow. it wasn't fun, but it was the city was fun. We went there won a Super Bowl. But uh after my sophomore year, I had over twenty scholarships and Narduzzi came to my football practice when he was at Michigan State. So the head coach at Pitt? Yeah. Coach Narduzzi, yep. So uh it was it was fun and the only thing that was crazy about that practice all of a sudden, all the guys wanted to go hard, practice really hard on me so they get some type of 
uh, recognition yeah. you know, when they came to, when they come to visit. Yeah. yeah, no, I get that. Yeah, yeah, it was a grind. That was my me. Uh, did anybody see what is it? The uh, it was on Netflix show. The uh, was it called? Last Chance. Last Chance. Last yeah. Chance. You. Oh, Last Chance. You. I was in JUCO around when the first one came out, and I remember that that team that got into a fight because we were supposed to play that team. Wow. Okay. But look, well, we didn't because we lost the game and we did make it to the playoffs. But yeah, that team was crazy. I'm gonna take you back. So you said right out of high school that you had uh you didn't qualify. So yeah. meaning you had SAT and the grades. Yeah, I, my senior year, I didn't find out that they go by your freshman or senior year mm-hmm. as a core grade. Yeah. I thought my senior year had three point some GPA. Um. And then it was like, oh, no, no, you guys average average out from your freshman right. senior year. So right. I was like, I wish you guys would have told me that sooner. I would have took it more serious instead of just focusing on football. Because my first year uh, from public to private school, I had all else. The transition was tough for me. It was a yeah. big difference. Like, it was more of a college atmosphere as how as far as how they teach you in, okay. in private school. Yeah. So they don't just give you homework. You know, you actually have to take notes and just, you know, everything. And private school, so it was a big change for me to adapt to the environment. And so, one of the reasons uh, I wanted to take you back is because, you know, as for for the young student athletes who are listening, thinking about the importance of taking care of the classroom. So even from your early years in high school, your freshman year, because it it, it could come, it plays a factor, oh, plays pivotal. in when you come uh, when you become a senior. It's very pivotal. Trust me. If I would have took my grit, took care of my grades from the start from day one, I'd probably be at Florida State. My dream school is always FAU. Okay. You know, I was willing to turn out. FAU? Yes. For real? Yeah, I loved it. I loved so it. So FAU, Florida Atlantic University. Yeah. Because most people don't know who FAU. And I actually got offered <laughs> by a pit out of high school by the old staff. They actually wanted to offer me, but I didn't have the grade. So I actually probably would still end up at Pitt. Okay. Yeah, it was a, How about it was, that? Yeah. Like, FAU. I love FAU, though. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I love all the Florida schools. So, what's been... The toughest part of being a student at the University of Pittsburgh. Just talk about talk about the journey. What's one of the the challenges? Time management. Tell us more. Yeah, uh, honestly, I you said it. Time management. Okay. That's like I mean, for people who who don't know how to manage their time, like it's it's a struggle. You know, you see people go through it. Like you're a freshman, you want to go and you want to meet everyone and you want to go explore the city and have fun, but you know, you got classes, you got responsibilities, and so it comes down to points where you're going to have to say, no, I can't go out right now. I can't go, like, explore the city. I got to sit down. Mm-hmm. I got to do this paper for this uh, class or whatever it may be. And, you know, sometimes it's, like, it's rough. Like, you got you to gotta make decisions yeah, like that. But um, that's, the biggest, that's the biggest part of college, I think, just learning how to manage your time and how to stay on top of what you got to do. I agree. Anything else you want to add to it? I know you he hit it on the point, you know. It's just also being a student athlete, we have to manage our time. It's critical because if you don't, being tired from at the football practice, you're going to fall behind, fall yeah. asleep in class. Teacher's going to notice. You're going to email your coaches. So, yeah, so. You're right. He don't want those emails. <laughs> yeah. So any, any tips or suggestions for some of the students that might be listening as they aspire to go to college? how to better manage their time, or even some tips now that they can use, either one of you? I would definitely say what's worked for me is um, I make like a, I make like a schedule. Okay. I'm like, 
I have these assignments due in the next few days. You know, as long as I get this much of the paper done and this homework, you know, I can do whatever tonight. I can do whatever this morning. I can go to the gym for five hours if I want yeah. to, you know. But um, I like I set requirements for my day. I'm like, listen, I need to hit this, this, and this by the end of today. And if I don't, then you know I gotta start tomorrow morning right. early and start grinding on it. Right. And so you all have busy time. I mean, your time is limited. Busy schedules. But you all, in turn, took a, took on an internship with Orange Arrow. Both of y'all were program interns. Uh, this semester we had how many interns, Lucas? Seven. Seven. Yeah, seven. Seven interns. And so you all were were two uh, two of the seven. So how did y'all first hear about Orange Arrow? How did you find about this internship opportunity? Uh, I found out through my academic counselor. I was looking for internships. And he was like, what are you willing to do? I said, you know, I'm willing to um, do anything or work with kids and so not. He was like, have you ever heard of Orange Arrow? I said, no, tell me about it. You know, it was like Sean Robinson, a former football player on the football team. Uh, he, he, runs, he runs a nonprofit organization. I was like, yeah. I'll look into that. So I contacted Sean, sent me a resume, you know, and from there it was the start. Yeah, yeah. So you had the the uh, the call with Devanya. You both interviewed with Devanya. Yep. And then, yeah, we had a one-on-one. Lucas, were you part of both of their interviews? Uh, you were definitely yeah, part, yeah, of, yeah, Carlos. part of Carlos. I don't believe I was part of Allen's. Okay. Carlos, how did you find out? Uh, same thing through my academic counselor. Okay. I was uh, I was I was looking to get into an internship and. I just got an email one day, like it was perfect time, and it popped up and said Orange Arrow internship. And I was like, I never heard of them. Right. You know, I'll just take a look. Yeah. Um, and I started reading about it, and I've worked with kids like all my life, yeah. like growing up at the YMCA, working there, and so it just uh, it seemed right. You know, it was just opportune timing. Yeah. And so, did either one of y'all do this for credit? No, I did. Yeah, I Alan did. Okay. Great. And so actually, I believe you needed a internship in order to complete your uh, degree, correct? Yes. The, yeah. The degree to graduate. That's awesome. And so congratulations. Thank you. We're talking thank to you. a uh, University of Pittsburgh graduate here. So that's three. We've got three in a room with Lucas and myself and Alan. And next year, it will make it four. Our man Lowe's. And this was also the internship I needed to graduate as well. Seriously, I don't think I knew that. Yeah. I needed, I needed one to graduate. Um, the one because I had one planned. I don't know if Alan did before, but uh, mine got rejected. Mm. So then I was... Why is that? Because it didn't meet the same criteria. Because obviously I work, uh, work-life balance is hard, but I wanted to find something that could pay me. And then, but that job, it was more of like a sales position. Okay. And then when I brought it to my advisor, they said, this doesn't meet the criteria mm. of what the internship needs for the full three credits. Okay. So I was actually stuck and I didn't know what I was going to do. So I just kept looking at the job board. I was running out of time and then that's when yours popped up. And then it was two weeks after you came into the classroom and presented it. Right. And I said, Oh, this is great. This is the perfect timing. You know, this is my shot. You know, I got to make this one count. Yeah. Oh, cool. How about that? So the entire spring semester, we had a lot of highs, a lot of highs. Thankfully, not too many lows. Yeah, Not too many many lows. I think we had a, we had a really good time. had a really good group. Uh, shout out to everyone, all the other interns. I'm going to give them a shout out right now. So we got Sam, Ellie, Jesse. Who am I missing? 
Hannah. 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 Mother Hannah. It's all love. Homie, that's the homie right there. Uh, Hannah. Sorry, Hannah. Hannah. Yeah, so it's all love. All love. So, uh, hey, so that means, how many do we have? We have six now. Not even six. Six. I think I said seven earlier. Maybe I'm going back to my football number. So, uh, <laughs> six. I just like the number seven. So, we have six interns, which is the mo- most amount of interns we've had. I think before, I think one semester we had four. Four. Yeah, we had four, but uh, six. Hey, we're rocking. So, the spring. What's some of your most uh, favorite or memorable memorable moments oh. interning here? You <laughs> uh, going first, Alan? When I came to the schools, ECS or Arsenal, the kids always try to compare them size to me. They oh. try to me. <laughs> I love calling the kids my sons. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was like Yeah, I, I wasn't there when they when uh, I think they first saw, but I think Lucas, you were there. I was definitely there and, for both of them, and and, and they were their reaction. The kids, the kids about personal, it. absolutely loved them. Yeah. They loved everything about them. They wanted to know every step, <laughs> how many touchdowns, how many tackles, how many sacks, how big are you, how much do you weigh, how much can you lift, right? Everything they wanted to know, top to down. We wanted to do. We had a schedule for them. And it was going to be Alan doing a pep talk for us. And then it was going to be a little bit of a curriculum session afterwards. We could, we didn't even have time to fit in the curriculum session because all they wanted to do was talk to Alan. And I thought <laughs> we had such good content going. It's such a good conversation role. And I figured we might as well just let Alan yeah. flow and let the kids, you know, ask their questions and get their thoughts out there. Yo, yeah, was asking very intelligent questions. Very smart questions. Carlos. Uh, for me... Definitely, again, going out to school, seeing the kids, you yeah. know, Stow Rocks. Uh, I went out there a few times, and I remember there were some new kids that came in the second day that I was there, and so the kids were like, who's that? Right. I was like, oh, yeah, that's Coach Carlos. Like, you don't know yeah. Coach Carlos? Right, everybody yeah. knows Coach Carlos. <laughs> that's pretty cool. So, yeah, it was just great being able to be there and, like, you know, just getting that recognition right off the bat, you know, having the kids look up to you and, like, want to know about you. It was just yeah. great feeling. Yeah. Now, how how – some of the things that you all did in internship, is there anything that you learned that might have been different or or any skills that you built being part of this internship? I learned the business aspect of it. You you told me how the importance of keeping receipts and mm-hmm. yeah, especially and, and <laughs> as a nonprofit, right? Yeah, you know, and I, I told you one time that I wanted to invest into this one was one place called Fireman Derek Cheesecakes and how I wanted to propose to them and you told me that if you wanna if you want to do that, you got to build a relationship with the owner for them to trust you and come in and propose with that they can't resist. So you know, that, made, that made me realize that I got to get my step my game up and come in there with, with, with business. Cool. Excellent. Yeah, I mean, definitely the, the behind the scenes work, you know, you, you see like all these programs going on, but you don't realize how much information, you know, has already been backed up, how much they've gone through to like get to where they are, right. like the lesson plans, the amount of work that goes in and just getting like you know food ordering and scheduling everything yeah. so like works out how we thought it right. all through so yeah yeah was there anything you want to add to it whether it's favorite moment and or just having all the interns here at once i definitely love having all the interns in you know i got to work with them each and every day you know got to be in the room with them but for me my favorite was probably when we had a couple of the athletes and actually you come into pittsburgh SciTech. And we had to call an audible because the room that we had wasn't available. So mm. we just, you know, made a quick decision, went over to one of the things, moved all of the chairs around, and then we had an open room session. 
and it was something completely different than what we've ever done, but the kids absolutely loved it. Yet again, we got great content. You know, everybody was really active. Everybody was hyper. It was good. I really believe that that was one of our most powerful sessions we've had. But um, as for the background, I really enjoyed um, having all the guys come and see actually everything that takes to coordinate everything like behind the sheer amounts of data that we do. We try to get as much data as we can from the kids to help make our program the best we can make it for them to find out what they like and then go to the teachers, see what the teachers need, see what the point of context that the schools are. And then just to go from there, put all of it into it, into the computer and then see where we're at, where we stand. It's a lot of, it's a lot more work than you think. Yeah. From the beginning. <laughs> it's a lot. It is a lot. The, um, so number memorable moments, Los, I think, uh, being in office and we started freestyling. Yeah, I was like, that's my guy. He just started going <laughs> first day. Like, this is how we rock. Yeah, that was really cool. I remember seeing uh, that. I would like, uh, then also, Alan, at our signing day, you um, getting up and uh, reading a original poem. And so, uh, yeah. so, so you are into uh, poetry. Yeah, I got into my 11th grade year um, in high school in my English class and two other classes. And it really opened my horizon and my abilities I didn't know I had. Yeah. You know, um, my favorite poetry, the videos to read is um, Spoken Word. Mm -hmm. And um, my favorite videos to watch on YouTube was called Brave New Voices. Yeah. Childhood. Childhood. The um, It's really interesting how you come up with the your poems. We were doing a brainstorm of a of a um, an event that we're doing for the summer and then you started to talk about how you normally come up with your titles or come up with your um your poetry you remember that conversation yeah, yeah. that just like yeah so talk what? to how, how do you normally what's that process for you usually um what i do is how how i came to was a word or a word would come out, a sophisticated word or a creative word or a phrase that would come into my mind and I have to quickly put it in my notes. I'm like, okay, this is going to come in handy in the future. And then more would come, more would come, and come into mind and I mold them, put them together and um, organize them and into the, to, to poetry. And that's how it comes to. Nice. And so I know you, um, you at least have a draft of a, a poem with regards to Orange Arrow. You mind reading a, a piece of it? Yeah, no problem. So this poetry um, I wrote for the internship Orange Arrow program, and it goes, No, I am more. We all fall under one divine tree, the reincarnation, with different destinations. When the archery is properly trained and groomed, we will shoot as far and precise as we want the arrow to go. We are Orange Arrow. Take A. Take A. And so with our mission of coaching young student athletes, making sure that they become successful outside of the playing arena, become better people than they are athletes. Why is our mission important? Carlos. I mean, you know, it's the these young student athletes, everyone's coming up right now. Everyone, everyone where they where they are right now in life has a story, you know, how they got where they are. Yeah. And just I mean, these kids are the future. You know, yeah. they're the ones who are going to be the new CEOs in like 20 years. They're going to be the ones who are going to be running and moving um, everything in the business world to literature, to, you know, whatever it may be. So, I mean, just giving these kids uh, an opportunity to, you know, reach higher goals than they thought they could. You know, like teach them how they can, you know, be more successful, not just as a student athlete, but whatever their passion or dream may be outside of the field. Yeah. Nice. Anything you want to add to it? No, I totally agree because um, 
most kids come up to think that the only way to be successful and rich is by making it as a professional athlete, whether it's football, tennis, hockey, soccer, and whatnot. And it's pretty much, you know, I want to say it starts from us. You know, even as parents, you want to say you mold them as you can become an athlete, this and that, but also you want them to the drive in class to, as a backup plan, something to fall on. And a lot of athletes don't really have that. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So uh, where do y'all see Orange Earl go from here? You- I mean, the only way I see it is the only way up, you know. The more connections you make, you know, you build an established relationships with everyone and they want to see you thrive. And, you know, wherever I be in life, I want to I want to help this program thrive and, and spread. And, and even in my hometown, Miami, you know, more connections down there, you know. Franchise, branch, you know, the next, you know, Red Cross, whatever. You right. know, YMCA organization, bigger, better, whatnot. Organ- just, you know, united. Excellent, excellent. Cross the U.S., man. Let's do it. Let's do it. Anything else y'all want to share? Anything else? If, uh, if not, uh, Los, yeah. you want to take us out with a freestyle? <laughs> <laughs> you you want to give us a beat? <laughs> oh, yeah, Alan, yeah, go yeah. ahead. Uh, oh. uh, <laughs> yeah. Sean, get yeah. this off real quick. Get it off real quick. Sean, real quick. Yeah. Kind of fast. Try to last. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm not gonna laugh. I'm so nice. Sean Ross, so nice. Uh-huh. Mike said twice R O B. Represent the P I double T. About to pass the mic to my man Los. Uh uh-uh. uh. Talk to him. Talk to him. Uh uh-uh. uh. Talk to him. All right. We here in the office sitting down, talking, going over podcasts. Uh-huh. <laughs> talking real fast. I don't know what to say because I ain't going last. Hey. I don't know the beat. Sean, Lucas, Carlos, and I'm signing off. Hey, 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 we in the building. Thank you, fellas. Thank you.